Good afternoon and welcome everybody into another edition of the Devoted Steelers Podcast. I am the D, as in Dimitri George, joined alongside my co-host. As always, he is the V, Vince Paparella. And Vince, let's jump right into it. Uh, we are almost 24 hours removed from the first victory of the season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a 26-16 win on Monday. Uh, just give me your thoughts uh, on what you saw last night. Obviously, we talked about it before the game in our predictions show. Um, when you look at the offense, uh, we expected them to be start come out a little sluggish, right? Ben hadn't played in almost a full calendar year, um, and you can see it early on. So give me some thoughts on the offense only right now, um, some things you like, some things you didn't like. So offensively, you know, I was really happy overall of how it went. You know, I think somebody had tweeted out last night that the Steelers had only scored 26 points through three games uh, last season, which is mind-boggling. I know they definitely hadn't scored over 30. So, you know, those three touchdowns, even with a missed, you know, extra point, uh, they still scored plenty of points. And this is the formula that we talked about last year. Like, you know, just imagine if the Steelers can score 25, 24 points every game. They're, you're looking at 12 and four. And I don't think that's, you know, that defense is that good that you can say this stuff. Uh, you can say something like that. Uh, as far as the run game went, you know, when Connor went down, I was a little bit worried. And early they kept running out of the shotgun and off to the left. I'm like, this is going nowhere. Um, but finally, they got the run game going with Benny Snell. Uh, Deontay Johnson got off to a slow start with kind of the miscommunication with Ben and the punt uh, fumble, which was awful. Um, but Juju looked really good. He looked like he, you know, he'd been playing with Ben for three years, which he has been, or four years. Um, a little underwhelmed at how they used the tight ends, if I'm being honest. Uh, but overall, you know, three for four when they got in the red zone, you know, for, as far as touchdown goes, they would kick a field goal when they didn't get a touchdown that drive. Uh, so overall, I was really happy with the offensive performance. Got, run game got going. I had said a couple weeks ago, like the Steelers going to run for like 125 yards, and I think they did. Um, and they did a little different. You know, there was the wrinkle of Matt Canada's offense. You know, with kind of the the jet sweep at the end uh, to Chase Claypool, which was, you know, I told you about this last night. I thought that was a great move, and I I expect to see that later in the year for a fourth down conversion. So overall, very happy with the offense uh, with a few hiccups here and there, but nothing to really complain about. Yeah, no, and I pretty much uh, would echo those same sentiments. I think when you look at what we thought about going into the game, right, I mean, typically speaking, Ben doesn't, hasn't played a lot in the preseason um, the last handful of years. So even those first games in a regular offseason, regular, uh, you know, your typical, um, you know, opener, he's not – he's not as sharp as he is as, as the season wears on. Right. And, you know, I think yesterday was no different. And I, you know, yes, he hasn't played in almost a full calendar year, but you can definitely see, and like everyone mentioned throughout the telecast after it happened and, 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 you know, even after the game, right. That two minute, that two minute drill right before the end of the first half that put the Steelers ahead with the, uh, what I, what I call Heinz Ward esque uh, effort to get into the end zone from James Washington. You know, that was really – and Ben always loved throw, getting the no huddle. You know, I'm not sure that there's a a, 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 um, um, a quarterback that I want at end of first half, end of games. I mean, yes, you've got – you know, you could talk about Brady's and Montana's and all that. Just for my um, – my bias – my biased opinion, and I'm not I'm not bashful. I'm My biased opinion, I, I, I'm okay with having seven uh, with the ball in his hands. Um, you but, bring up a good but, point, though. Like, he was really bad against Cleveland two years ago, I thought. And he was not good last year against New England. And I thought he looked much – he looked further ahead than he had been in 
two or three years without a preseason. So I, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right. And, you know, and then aside from Ben, right, I think you mentioned Deontay, uh, and I couldn't agree more. I have high expectations. I think he potentially, you know, and listen, I'm all for Juju taking that next step. I mean, I want him to remain a Steeler. There's a lot of people that say it, and obviously for obvious reasons, for money reasons, but aside from the business side, you know, I would, I would hope the Steelers find a way to keep him. And there are a select few, uh, you know, guys in the media in Pittsburgh that I trust that do feel like it's possible. It's, only, it's, a, it's a small sample, a percentage of those, but uh, people that think that, but there is some hope. And listen, I don't care about the, the TikTok and all this. So I don't care. That's just my personal opinion. I don't care about it. Uh, you can say what you want about last year. He was dealing with an injury. He got, he got hurt in that New England game. It was like a toe injury. Yes, he played through that. Then he had a concussion. Ben's not there. There's a lot of, and yes, those are excuses, but I think those are justified. Um, because again, when okay. you come out the first game and you have the performance he did last night on Monday night with really no preseason, anything like that. And, and he's, yes, he's a veteran, but he's still only 23 years old. That's the scary thing. This guy's still 23 years old in year four. Um, Deontay Johnson's older than him. And this is only the second year. Um, my point though was to say is I do feel as Deontay Johnson has the ability to at, by the end of the year, be the number one guy. Um, you saw uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think I heard someone say he, um, and, I, and I apologize, I can't reference them. I, I don't know exactly where they got the information from. Um, but I'm pretty sure predominantly he was lined up in the slot, which is what we kind of expected um, for Juju. Uh, but when you talk about Deontay, right, first, first time he touches the ball, which is on special teams, he muffs it, right? Then he comes out, not really getting the ball, touching it really on offense. Uh, ben wings, a, 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 you know, I guess, an RPO-like uh, um, pass out to him. Uh, out Lots, in the a lot of velocity. Right. Put some, put some uh, funk on it. Yeah. Hits him right in the back of the shoulder pad. Um, and so you're like, oh, it, I mean, this is, this is just a really bad start for him. But then you see him in the second half and, and, and that couple of those late drives when the Steelers are trying to move the chains, keep the clock rolling, he makes some good third down plays. And again, you, that guy can make a, take a five-yard pass and turn it into a 50-yard touchdown like that. Um, he's that explosive. Um, I agree with you, too, um, about the tight ends. Okay. Not really sure they know what they're trying to do yet. I don't, I don't know. I, listen, Eric Ebron, I'm, I'm, they're, they're going to ask him to try to block, and he's going to give his best effort. That's not what Absolutely. he does. You didn't, bring, you didn't sign him to come in and block. Use him the way that you need to use him. Line him up, run him down the seam, in the red zone, Utilize him to his strengths. Okay, that that's what they need to do. So I agree. I, there's something they definitely have to work on that. Um, we didn't really talk about it. We'll talk about it with the, with you know when we get into Mike Tomlin's press conference from today. Um, it'll be interesting what happens with the offensive line. Early on, like I said, I thought with along with Ben and some of the other guys, a little out of sync. And you know Mike Tomlin will say it takes a little bit longer for the offense to get up to speed as opposed to a defense. A defense you're just kind of reacting to what you see. Offense is about timing, rhythm, and getting into the flow of things. And I think largely early on, they all struggled, uh, even, you know, Ben, obviously, but everyone else too. So it was good to see as the game wore on, um, you know, they got into some rhythm. And it seems like they really started to, you know, churn out some first downs and, and got the necessary first downs to keep the clock rolling. I am – I should say concerned. The James Conner thing is interesting. Um, we, need a whole, we need a whole different segment on that. I know. And, and – Let's say, and I told you about this all offseason, you know, and it's been the common theme for the Steelers. They draft these bigger backs, and then they say after their first year, hey, go lose about 10, 12 pounds. Um, 
and Don't get eat. faster. <laughs> yeah, but we still want you to be physical. But we need you to get you know, hit that corner, and you and you're not getting tripped up uh, by by a little DB or something, or or a lineman driving diving for your legs. So it was really, and I, I expected that out of Benny Snell. You know, um, that guy. You know, he's a dog. He runs with. You know, he's he's coming. He's trying to in, in, impose his will on the defense, and he's trying to um, make sure that the defender feels more of a hit than he does. So that was good to see. I'm excited. And again, you know, if you want to talk about James Conner before we transition to the defense, that's fine. But that's there's it's a this. I don't know if it's necessarily a decision that is is going to warrant a lot of conversation because I think just based off, even I know it's just one game. It's what it is. I think the Steelers have got to just – they've got to realize that they've got to do whatever is going to put them in the best position to win games. I mean, they need uh, – again, I don't really want to talk about the business side. I you know that's not my that's not my strength to talk about cap and all that stuff and what's going to – the impact of the pandemic, whatever. Let's assume the worst. The Steelers need to make a run this year. And, I, and from a business standpoint, in terms of the, the core nucleus that they have, they need to make a run this year. And I think – if it comes down to making a decision of whether or not you got to roll, you got to roll with the hot hand, no matter what position it is. But if it's if right now the conversation's running back, I think they got to stick with Benny Snell. Oh, I totally agree that you're sticking with Benny Snell. I mean, do you even know what in what happened? Besides, we know the injury, but do you know when it happened? So I read somewhere again. I totally apologize um, for the non for not being able to cite it, but someone had mentioned that he had dealt with an ankle injury. Um, in the camp. So, and Brooke Pryor at his press, and Mike Thomas press conference today kind of asked, is this something that he was dealing with going into the game or is this something that happened throughout, the, you know, during the course of the game? And I don't, I, I don't think really Mike ever really alluded to him dealing with anything or, and it just kind of happened throughout the game. I, I don't know, but I don't, to answer your question, I know, I don't know what happened. Well, I'll be honest with you. Besides, Okay, from a practicing standpoint, from besides him going through the motions and going through the Saturday walkthrough and knowing what the game plan is, what else does he need to do on a practice field? All right, if this is such a concern and we want to involve James Conner in some aspect in the game plan, I don't want him practicing. I don't want him being touched. Heck, I don't want him to be look at, looked at the wrong way because then he's like, oh, my arm hurts, you know. I really like James Conner. I told this to you last night. He's a, he's a great dude. What he went through was shitty. All right. You know, I don't want to wish out on anybody, but, you know, this is, <laughs> if you look at a skeleton of somebody, you can point here, here, here. Yeah, he's had all these injuries. I mean, every single part of his body just, you know, breaking down, for lack of a better term. Um, and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, I, I agree, right? Like, I, I, don't, I, I hate the word to use injury prone. Like, James kind of doesn't walk up, wake up in the morning and say, oops, I'm going to go sprain my ankle today. Or, oops, I'm going to go hurt my shoulder, right? It's just bad luck. Um, for him. And, and I feel bad for him because I, I, you know, he really worked hard in the off season based on what we saw on social media. Um, and I was really looking forward to this year. You know, it's a contract year for him. And a lot of people don't expect him to be back in Pittsburgh and whether he had a great year or not, I still don't think people expect him to be back. Um, the problem for him is that even if he does, so he is inevitably going to hit free agency, right? Cause he's going to want more money than the Steelers are going to offer him. I, He's not a first day guy. He's not heck. He's not a first week guy in free agency. If I'm being honest, he might not be a first couple of weeks guy. Like for what? He, what are you gonna? What can you justify to pay James Conner right now? If you are a team with oh a banged up running back that has four years of uh you know tread on him with that's had is a cancer survivor. Yeah. You know, no way. So I don't know. I don't know what they expect with him. Um, they, that may be a reason that he comes back to Pittsburgh because of that. 
Right. And again, you know, it sounds like it's not a serious ankle, ankle issue, um, but you never know with him. So you got to. It's more the same. It's right. more the same thing. Yeah. So I think we're in agreement, right? You got to roll with Benny Snell. Um, and listen, there's nothing yeah. wrong. If James Conner's reduced to kind of more of your James, uh, Jalen Samuels role, maybe that's, that's a better option than what you're, than what you have right now with Jalen. Now, I like Jalen Samuels. I think we both did, especially after the rookie year. I tend to think that he wasn't fully healthy after he had his knee surgery in the middle of the year last year. I don't think he was as explosive. Um, no, he's not a great running back, but I definitely think he's an asset in the passing game. So if that's the thought process, and I don't know, but if that's the thought process, say, hey, you know what? We're going to roll with Benny, but yeah. let's switch out. Um, I do, but I, before I say that, I do want to see Anthony McFarlane. I don't care if, ben, if James plays this week. I want to see Anthony McFarlane. Now, maybe he didn't have a great uh, week of preparation. Mike Tomlin's very serious about that. I go back to Rashard Mendenhall, his rookie year. He had a good run uh, against the Bears in week three, and then the next week he was inactive because he didn't, he didn't have a, a great week of practice or whatever. I, I think that, that, that that's what it was. Um, He's serious. Uh, I wasn't a rookie year. That was the second year. But anyways, that's the point, right? If, if you don't have a good week of preparation and you don't put, you know, put some good reps on the practice field, you're not going to be active. So I would like to see him, but – if, if they decide we're going to roll with Benny, I would love to see them just say, hey, James, we're going to come in and be our change of pace guy because that's a guy who can run with the football. You can get him in the, involved in the passing game. Connor's uh, has got, you know, good hands. Um, and also the thing about Benny Snell that I, I didn't anticipate going into last year, and he showed us a little bit last year, he's actually – he's got some good hands too. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. So just transition to Benny Snell football. You know, this guy, I think, anyway, was going to be prepped to be the guy next year with the anticipation of Connor leaving. So I think that's a seamless transition for the Steelers. You know, another thing about Connor was, and I don't know how much this was the injury or how much Ben just getting kind of back in the swing of things. They tried a lot of, like, you know, kind of those delayed running backs, screens, if you will. I'm not sure what you call, you know, you wait two seconds and, you know, you toss the ball to James Connor. I think one of those connected. You know, the ball was behind him. The ball was up high. You know, it was, you know, I'm sure it was more with Ben, but it's like he could get nothing rolling. And so I would have liked to have seen, like, maybe, you know, once Ben was kind of more in the swing of things, maybe the second half he came back, what was able to come back and kind of effectively work that more. Because I think that's a big part of their offense. But also about that, I felt like the first quarter offense was the same thing that we had seen last year. And run, run, pass. Yeah, you know, run, run, pass. Like, you know, I understand that most things could be out of shotgun, but like how many times last year did we see that like delayed run off the tackle on the left right. side? I'm just like, how much I'm getting flashbacks here. And then like once they go to hurry up and you know change the things around, it looked a lot better. Um, you know, there were you know, there was timing issues. He said about Deontay Johnson, he led the team with ten targets. But you know, there was that one play that really stood out to me, like he, you know, and Kirk Herbstreet said this in the broadcast, Ben threw that ball without him even being turned around yet. And, by, you know, by the time that uh, Johnson came out of his cut, the ball was right there, and, of course, he made a completion. Like, they've played, what, two and a half games together? You know, that says something. Yeah. Been, and that was – we did not see that throw, you know, right. from week three to six, 17 last year. So, more positives. Right. No, and one guy I do want to touch on that um, I also um, – shameless plug here – uh, we'll be, I wrote about uh, for the behind the steel curtain. Um, um, James Washington, I think, is a guy that really has gotten thrown under the radar, right? Because you talked about Juju, Juju's return. Deontay yeah. is obviously explosive. Claypool makes, you know, what a way to make your first NFL catch. 
right? Sure. Here's a guy, again, two catches for 34, 34 yards and a touchdown. That's not sexy, but this guy catches anything that's thrown at him. He can make the contested catch. He'll win most of his jump balls. And I, I mentioned this too. I think he just needs to improve a little bit more consistently with his ability to create when the ball's in his hands. He does not need to be Deontay Johnson because, quite frankly, he's not Deontay Johnson. However, again, mm-hmm. referencing Hines Ward, I think that for him needs to be his mindset. Hines Ward was not the fastest and shiftiest, but it took through two or three dudes to get him to the ground. That, and we kind of saw that last year when he bullied B.W. Webb on that 79-yarder against Cincinnati when he stiff-armed him to the third row. So that's my point. That's just that's another connection, you know. Uh, right. Hines Ward, Keith Rivers. Right. And so yeah. my thing is, James Washington is a guy that's under the radar right now. And as these, as Juju gets back into, you know, 2018, 2017 form, Deontay continues to ascend. Claypool starts making plays. Ebron makes plays in the passing game. James, James Washington's a forgotten man. So just get, he's going to make the plays. And so I'm excited for him because, again, if he adds that dynamic of being able to get, be physical, that run that he had at the end of the first half that got in the end, in the end zone, that's, his, that's, that's the type of player he is. And so if mm-hmm. they can get that more consistently, I mean, this offense, you know, can go, do better than I think we really you know, expected. That's totally like, – it's not an insult to James Washington. <laughs> and, I mean, and it, like, that's what I try to explain to people. Like, like well, your, your wide receivers are okay. I'm like, like – but the, the potential upside of this unit is, is so – the ceiling is so high. Right. Like we're not quite there yet, but it's like, oh, you're. I'm saying Juju, Deontay Johnson, James Washington. You know, that's it's a big, you know, potentials right there. And so, I want to undersell people, but you know, he he was he played really well down the stretch last year, and the only pass that he didn't catch, I think, was along the sideline where the corner or the DB made a great right. play. Yeah, I think we talked about it. I think some yeah. late hands could have helped him there, but yeah, I know what you're talking sure. about. But you know, like you said, getting across the middle there and you know I was really happy I got nervous because especially you and I talked about that earlier in the day about the uh the reaching over the goal line yeah you know extending and like there was no issue there it was like I'm just gonna take my whole body right I'm just front. gonna I'm just gonna put I'm your, your tech I'm gonna take my this body I'm gonna put them in I'm gonna put it over there so you can do what you want but I'm gonna put that over the ball over the goal line yeah and I, you know, I thought it was it was a fantastic run um but I don't mean, you know, no offense for James Washington, but, you know, sometimes we forget. That's because he's quiet, right? Well, that's why I mentioned. The quiet, low-maintenance guy that's not going to require yeah. the attention that everybody else does, he's yeah. going to continue to make plays. I'm telling you right now, James Washington will have a sneaky good season, and you'll, and if the Steelers go where we think they can go, he'll have a big reason. He'll be a big part of why they do. Um, um, let's talk about the defense. And, you know, I, obviously we can, we can spend a lot of time on the defense. I don't think it's, it's necessary for us. Let's just re- – I mean, there's a there, – obviously, you gave up 16 points. Um, the long mm-hmm. touchdown came after a uh, a bogus uh, pass interference call on uh, Joe Hayden. I haven't seen an angle that makes me feel like that was warranted, but that's neither here nor there. They make that – you know, that happens. Um, sure. That touchdown pass to uh, Slayton where it was kind of the deep post. The Steelers um, – what happened on that play is, you know, it looks like they were in thirds. I don't know what the exact call is. The essentially is what happens is um, once uh, Joe Hayden's receiver uh, makes his in cut on his crossing route, 
He's alerting Minka, who he's got to drive down the field and meet that crossing route in the middle and to cut that off. But mm-hmm. then Joe's got to replace okay. Minka as the deep middle safety. And so Joe was a little late on that, which caused the uh, – because Daniel Jones, I was watching, he, he padded a little bit before he let that thing go. So Joe was, to me, really late on that. Um, and, if again, Steve Nelson could do a little bit better, but at the end of the day, if, if Hayden's where he's supposed to be, that's probably an incompletion, maybe an interception. Um, the second one, I haven't still – I still haven't gotten a chance to take a look at the, the, the second touchdown, that the slant that Steve Nelson gave up. Um, again, that was, you know, after the Steelers went up 26-10, and they're kind of just, you know, they're not letting this giant score, but, you know, a little bit more softer on, on the coverages. But overall, I think we all can agree, um, Bud Dupree – is saying that was game one of pay me my money season. Um, so, again, I don't know how much you want to spend on it. This is what I expected. And I know you said it. You still got to go out and do the work. And it's nice to still see it when you expect it. So, mm-hmm. I guess thoughts on, your, on the defense. Was there anything, you know, other than those two little mishaps in the secondary, anything that concerns you or, I mean, hell, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, six, six yards. Well, I have to give – um, both coordinators for the uh, Giants and the uh, Steelers on the defense. Some kudos for making adjustments. So Giants come out five wide, spread the Steelers out, and they're going fast. They're not really going to know how to, but they're going quick. Right. And they're doing like a lot of short, you know, little curl routes, like, you know, bang, you know, trying to get the pass, trying to neutralize the pass rush. And, you know, in the next series, you see the Steelers come out, particularly TJ Watt um, is over. I think Evan Ingram is the tight end and he, you know, it, to neutralize that, he's, you know, shoving Ingram off the line, and that's creating, you know, less time for the throw. So, uh, a credit to them. They got that ball out fast. I mean, that ball was coming out and out. It really didn't give the chance, you know, Steelers a chance uh, to apply too much pressure. But they came up with some interesting blitzes. Uh, the Mike Hilton blitz where he had the sack was interesting, and he blitzed a couple times. I get nervous because I like Mike Hilton in coverage, but I know he's quick. Um that's interesting to say that. A lot of people don't like Mike Hilton as much as that in coverage. Um, I love Mike Hilton, the player. I hope they find a way to re-sign him, too. Yeah. Um, he's just, again, another dog, physical, great run defender, great blitzer. I think he competes his ass off when it comes to, you know, guarding the bigger slot receivers. I mean, these slot receivers are not your Wes Welkers a lot anymore. You know, they're these big juju-type guys. Um, so he has he's, – he's always going to be the undersized guy. Um but yeah, no, I, I, I um, we've seen well, that. Not, Mike, not oh, I know, I know. We've seen that Mike Hilton blitz a lot, but I get your point, right? I think that was an adjustment they made. I think you know Bud was getting so so back there so fast um, that they made a little bit of. A, I think they made a little tweak to that. Not necessarily the scheme of the blitz, but how Mike approached it. Yeah, and then you know, you and I once again talk. We talk about this beforehand. It's like. When you think about okay, if I'm playing the if I'm playing the 2020 Giants, well, and I'm trying to stop their offense, what's the number one thing I'm going to stop? Saquon Barkley. You know, that's probably actually answer one, two, and three. Maybe Slayton, or you know, and then a quarterback, and then whoever. Um, and they did that. You know, they they held them to six yards, and they were in, they didn't give a chance. They, you didn't get the line of scrimmage. I mean, it was just tackle, boom, tackle, boom, again and again. I like I felt like I was watching the same play over and over again. But that did allow you know. They had depleted reinforcements kind of in the secondary. And as you said, there are a lot of one-on-one matchups, which in today's NFL, a wide receiver has a lot of advantages to win a one-on-one matchup versus DB, especially when you want points. 
Um, sometimes there's no PI, like we've seen a lot in week one, honestly, which has been kind of odd. See, where like Cam Sutton started off really close to the, uh, uh, you know, he started really close to the line, and then right before, right pre snap, he's running back like 20, 30 yards. I have no idea what's going on there. I'll have to rewatch that. Um, but I thought the secondary played really well. Another thing is Devin Bush <laughs> in the second half. Uh, he's going out. If he wasn't pass protecting, he, he went out for a little bit. Devin Bush, like, I got him. You know, he was all over the place. And he's really, a you know, the second year person that needs to take a step up, especially with the draft gap they spent on him uh, last season uh, <laughs> for my liking. Uh, personally, and I know that UG3 was out, so I, I don't know how they're quite going to rotate that. And I saw a lot of Vince Williams, which I'm very, very happy with. I love Vince Williams. Um, and then that interior defensive line, I really couldn't tell you that, you know, they were missing hard. Hey, we're picked up, you know, especially all the while they picked up right where we left off. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree, right? I mean, like I said, it's a lot of, a lot of the things that we saw last night, we expected. Um when you look at the defense as a, as a whole, it's hard to find a weak link. You know, they're going to point to Terrell Edmonds. I'm a believer in Terrell Edmonds in terms of his ability to take the next step uh, this year. I understand yesterday was not a great start for him. Um, but again, mm -hmm. I, I, I still have, a, I think once he's, again, he's settling into finally, you know, he's played almost a full year with Minka now. Um, Give it time. Again, he's never going to be the guy that's going to make the, the splash plays. He just needs he just needs to make the, the, the play that's there for him to make. Um, and I and, you know I really there's not really much talk to about there. guys. Go ahead. No, I, you want to talk about guys that play completely different. Like if, if I was watching this, like if I was watching the Steelers for the first time, they're like, oh, they they both play safety, and I know the safety's at different positions, but it's like I never see Minka where I see. Terrell and I don't want to say I'm giving Edmonds a pass but you know Edmonds is so much more often around the ball that we see what he we see his mistakes you know possibly you know they have more of an opportunity to box more you know be shown if that makes sense like and people yeah and people are afraid like they saw what happened when they threw at Minka Fitzpatrick last year it's not a good idea like you don't you know you purposely scheme around him. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I still need to give him a pass. I, I, basically, I'm agreeing with you, what you're saying, but I'm trying to rationalize it. And so saying, hey, you know, take more things into consideration. And that's, and I, that's been my point. That's been how I felt, right? You just give it, just take everything into consideration when evaluating him. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said, I really, there's not much for me to add about the defense. I, like I said, I'm bullish on it. I think it's the best defense in the league. I don't think it's even close. I shouldn't say that. I think I, I just think they're the best defense in the league. Um, um, let's just transition into Mike Tomlin's press conference, um, a typical one, but let's just focus on the injuries. Um, all reports, it was not confirmed yet. He's just characterized Zach Banner as out, but all reports have uh, Zach Banner suffering a torn ACL, which is very unfortunate for him. A guy worked his ass off to get himself to be able to be the starting right tackle was probably going to get paid this off season. Uh, if he played well, kind of like your Chris Hubbard type deal. Right. So um, got a feel for banner by all accounts. He's done for the year. Again, no non-contact ACL, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
Wisniewski apparently, um, I thought initially based on some things I, I saw on Twitter, I thought uh, was, I was on the impression he tore his pectoral muscle, which would have pretty much put him out for a while, if not the season. Um, but it sounds like they're, they're, they're leaving the light on for him. So that's good news in terms of the offensive line depth because in two plays, the right side of their offensive line just was gone. And they had Kevin Dotson in and uh, a core four in. Um, so I guess, again, Mike Tomlin, you know, you know, talks up the Broncos as if they're going to win 10 Super Bowls in a row. So we don't really need to worry about that yet. We're not, we don't, we're not on the Broncos. Yet. I mean, we're not on the Broncos yet. They're on the Broncos. Um, so any thoughts on the injuries? Um, anything that Mike Tomlin said that caught your eye? My primary thought is he must have a high electric bill because he leaves a lot of lights on. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I see what you did there. <laughs> I just I, – I get a kick out of that. Um, you know, that's very good news for uh, Wisniewski. I'm saying that right. Yeah. Wisniewski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Um, you know, pectoral, I believe, is what um, – what was it, bicep that no. Tua had last year? Ooh, I think it. Oh, I think it's. What a, did he, he had a peck. Yeah, I, 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 I can't remember. Okay, I, I I'm not sure what it was. Um, upper. Yeah, upper body injury around the chest right. and arms. Um, you know that's very good. And Connor, you know, as we discussed earlier, it's. I just need to practice. He needs to go through the walkthrough. Walkthrough. Excuse me. He needs to know the game plan. And you know he needs to still get on the same page with Ben, but I never felt that that was really the issue throughout their, you know, when they played together. So, you know, overall it, it's pretty good. You know, knock on wood, there's nothing else major. It it sucks for, you know, especially if there were fans this year, and you know the tomorrow or Sunday would have been the home opener, and we would have heard you know Zach Banner reporting, you know, would have been coming out of the tunnel possibly. He had that opportunity, you know, to get a really loud ovation. That I mean, that's like that's something that you work your entire football career for to hear and that that's a moment that you are, are always going to remember and you you work towards and that's that's a damn shame that he can't have that and like that that my heart breaks for him but you know I, like you said I feel pretty comfortable with Chukes you know he played uh speaking of Denver he played well two years ago um in a loss uh to Denver and that was in mile high and this one will be at home so yeah so uh, overall, you know, I think it's relatively good news based off what we thought last night. Yeah, no, I think uh, largely right. I mean, there's going to be injuries across the board. There's going to be, you know, quote unquote, bumps and bruises um, associated with play, as Mike Tomlin would say. And, um, you know, like I said, I, 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 the Steelers, and we talk about it too, right? Ben, he's had a great offensive line for a long time now, which in the beginning of his career, he had a good run-blocking offensive line. And, you know, Marvell Smith was a good left tackle. Um, but after that 05 season, it really was a crapshoot. Um, and so Is that? It's, not, it's not like he's, it's not like he's uh, foreign to playing behind, you know, some questionable offensive lines. And I'm not saying that this line is going to all of a sudden be terrible. But, you know, I, I, I feel comfortable. You know, hopefully the catcher gets back. I, I hate how – suspicious this injury is I mean it doesn't seem like anyone's trying to give us a clear answer on what the hell he's dealing with um and then so you know it's odd it's odd yeah and so I mean if 
you know, they they re-signed Gerald Hawkins off the practice off the off the Texans practice squad, a former Steelers draft pick, I think in the fourth round. I believe it was LSU. Um, I think his first his first training camp, he had some raving reviews, and then um, just kind of you know got got banged up a couple of years and ended up on the Texans practice squad. So they brought him back for some depth, um, which I'm liking because I'm hoping that eliminates Filer going back to right tackle. I kind of want to leave him at left guard. Um, you hopefully get the Castro back. I think it would take a lot. Go ahead. For that to happen, like I, I think, I think he's, st- I think he's staying at left guard. I don't I think do. he's moving. I do too, and I, and I think that's the move. Yeah. Um, but again, it's Tuesday. We'll get some more clarity tomorrow if David can go. Again, the thing is weird is that they have this, you know, with the IR this year, you can put more players on it and have people come back quicker. So if they're not, you yeah. putting on IR then it can't be that serious. Or is he missing? Is, is that, was that the only game he's going to miss? Is he going to miss another game? Like, I, I, and I'm not hundred percent sure what their IR rules for this year are exactly what they are, but you know, if he's not, they're not putting it, it can't be a, a it can't be a long-term thing. So, I mean, what, what's going on, but um, no, again, it's, and it's like Mike Tomlin will always say, it's always good through to work through issues off a win. So still uh, get the luxury of doing that this week. Um, but I guess, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on this conversation on Thursday, I think, is our plan. Um, that At that point, we'll have a couple uh, injury reports to go over. Um, and, we'll, and we'll preview the game against the Broncos, which is the Steelers' home opener, um, which will not have fans. Still uh, remains to be seen if the Steelers will have fans in their stadium at some point this year. But we do know that the next two games, which are both home games, they will not be fans in the stands. So, um, Obviously sucks, um, but uh, again, Thursday, look for another episode, uh, us previewing the game. But I, before we close out the show events, any final thoughts or comments uh, you wanted to make? No, I think it's, if you're looking for kind of that one really positive note to remember, uh, well, going forward, I should say, it's, I don't think the Steelers have started that well in really four or five years uh, in week one. And, you know, with everything that came with the, you know, the offseason questions, especially about Ben, I think, you know, it's got me feeling really good because you can make the like, looks you, know, you and I especially have criticized this. Like, he looks, that's not the case this year. And I think we haven't really said that in four to five years. So that has me really excited about the potential of this team. No, I agree. I think that, um, and I don't care that they played the Giants. The reality is the quarterback hadn't played in the full calendar year. I don't care how many years of experience this guy's coming off major injury. Um, yeah. So that. We don't make the schedule. And if, and had they not won the game, they'd be getting ripped. A new. A, a yes. So, yes. They took care of what they needed to take care of. I mean, no one's going to – you can't can't fault them for that. So, couldn't agree more. But, Vince, this has been fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Add it to our repertoire. We'll hopefully, uh, you know, continue to grow and continue to develop. And now, like I said, uh, you'll be able to continue to listen to our podcast on all available podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, um, the podcast app, everything in access there. We're also yep. adding a YouTube channel that will be able to post these uh, – uh, that will basically be, the, be our podcast, but you'll have a video version now 
uh, of it as well. Obviously, uh, we have you can follow us on Twitter as well as uh, TikTok. We also have a page there. So um, I will try to include all the links to those uh, pl uh, platforms on our post onto YouTube. So um, Vince, this has been fun. Like I said, we'll circle back on Thursday. We'll talk more Steelers football. We'll have a little bit of a, uh, a preview of the Broncos game, give our thoughts and predictions, as well as go over the injury report to that point. Um, but Vince, as always, it's a pleasure talking football with you, uh, and we'll see yeah. you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Here we go.